there, and welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today is Monday. Actually, it's Tuesday, June the 8th, and uh, on the program today, we're going to talk about a few different things. Number one is sort of a continuation of what we what we touched on yesterday, the idea that I can influence other people in some way, either by comforting them when they're, when they're dealing with uh, some sort of a struggle in their life, or by a good deed. Whatever the way we do it, however we reach out and use the Holy Spirit's influence in our lives to do good, however I do it, every time that I do something for somebody else or say something positive or give them um, sort of a uh, an indication of the interior peace that I hear, that I feel, I'm sorry, every time I do that, what happens is I draw attention to the Father in heaven and I give glory to his name. I, I'm, I'm not doing it justice here because we need to expand on that message a little bit more. But I, I just want to emphasize today, and I feel the Holy Spirit's just laying this on my heart today, the importance of the little things. Call them little, but they're not really that little. And how every time I do something or say something, it has a reaction. It has, a, it has some sort of an effect on those around me. If we do things in the right way, what we're going to do is draw people closer to the Lord, which is which is our goal as Christians. That's what we could do. So let's let's talk about that in the program. The other thing I want to mention is the idea of you've heard it said often that God will never give you something that you can't handle. Well, technically that's that's true, but there's there's some some disclaimers that go along with that. Mainly that he gives us something every day that we can't handle, but by ourselves we can't handle it. With him, we can handle anything that he allows to happen in our lives. And that's a, that might seem like a like a, a minor distinction, but it really isn't. It's a really important thing for us to remember that God gives us the grace to deal with whatever it is that we need to give us the grace to deal with whatever it is that we have, I should say, uh, that we're dealing with. He gives us the grace that we, yeah, the grace that we need. Uh, I'm a little discombobulated today. It must be the heat. I hope you, <laughs> hope you forgive me for that. But let's talk about that. So you could be facing something in your life right now, and it could be the the temptation to worry. That that could be the thing that's driving you crazy, and you think, how am I ever going to overcome this? Or maybe that big problem in your life is what is causing you to worry. How am I ever going to live with this problem and not turn to worry? For all of these things, whatever the Lord allows you to happen in your life, He gives you the grace. Let's talk about that also. So we're going to cover a few different things on the program today, and then we will talk about the Give Up Worry for Good summer program, which begins in less than a week, begins next Monday, the 14th of June. So there's a lot to cover here. So why don't we turn to our Father in Heaven? Let's say some prayers. Let's talk to Him. Let's ask for the grace that we need. And then we'll get on with the rest of the show. And I would invite you to join me as we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Father in Heaven, it's sometimes easy to forget that you are with us. Father, it's sometimes easy to get into the habit of saying the words to these prayers, but losing 
the feeling that comes from the heart. We don't we don't want that to happen, Father. So we want to pause and reflect on the fact that we are talking right now to Almighty God, the creator of the universe, the one who created us, who created us to live in a particular place, in a particular time, at a particular time, born to a particular set of parents. None of this was accidental. So, Father, we, we are very aware, or we try to be aware, of your real presence in our lives. Even if we can't see you, that makes perfect sense because you are pure spirit, Father. You are invisible. You are invisible to our, our biological eyes, but yet through the eyes of faith, we know that you're real. We know that you're with us. Father, we know that you hear these words. We know that you love us with an unconditional, never-ending love. Father, we know that you are all-powerful. We know that whatever we bring to you in prayer, you can handle. With that in mind, we come to you and we present to you all of our needs. Some of these needs can easily cause us to worry to become hopeless. So, Father, we pray for the grace to remember that nothing is ever hopeless. That word does not exist in your vocabulary. We bring you these problems. We ask you to answer them in the best way possible. And, Father, we ask for the grace that we may be able to avoid worry and instead trust in your providential care for us. Father, we pray for the world, that the world may be at peace. We pray for all who are sick and ask you to heal them in body, mind, and spirit. We pray for those who are seeking employment. We pray for those who are battling addictions, those who are struggling with mental illness of any kind. We pray for the souls of our deceased family members and friends and those who have no one to pray for them. And Father, I ask that you will use me as your instrument today. Please give me the words that you would like me to speak. Guide my thoughts and my words for the remainder of this program so that I can deliver your message and not my own message. Lastly, Father, I ask that you open all of our minds and all of our hearts to be receptive to what it is that you have for us today. Father, we ask for these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimek. You are listening to Following the Truth. We come to you every Monday through Friday for 30 minutes each day. So there's a lot of big news happening when it comes to um, when it comes to this program, when it comes to this program, this uh, this new summer program. I guess that's a good name for it, or Bible study. 
that I'm going to be running beginning next Monday called Give Up Worry for Good. If you have not yet signed up for my daily email reflection, please do so by going to followingthetruth.com. You will see there at the very top of my website, followingthetruth.com, you'll see a banner for this program, Give Up Worry for Good. This is based on my latest book. And what the book is, it's an eight-week devotional. It's got a message for each day for eight weeks designed to help the reader break free from worry. So what we're going to do in this program is I'm going to supplement the daily material in the book. So essentially, beginning on June the 14th, I'm going to add some tidbits, some inside information, some of my thoughts each day as we try to give up worry for good. Now, what you're going to need for this is the book, Give Up Worry for Good. And if you go to followingthetruth.com and click on the link for this summer session, you're going to see a link to where you can purchase the book. Then you're going to need to sign up for my daily email reflection, which is free of charge. It's called Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. I've been doing it for close to a year now. And when this program begins on the 14th of June, we're going to sort of shift gears a little bit. And I'm going to use that email, that daily email, to supplement what's what's in Give Up Worry for Good. So you get a little additional material, plus this podcast. I'm going to use this podcast for that as well. I can't guarantee I'm going to use the whole podcast for it, but each day on Following the Truth, on this 30-minute podcast, I'll spend some time talking about the daily reflection in Give Up Worry for Good. So together, we're going to go through the book, little by little. The only other thing, and I haven't decided on the exact day, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do something on the kickoff day on June the 14th, but stay tuned to the email reflections for more info. I am going to go to Facebook Live, probably in the evening sometime, because I think that's when it's most accessible, and just give a little talk. Maybe we'll make it interactive, and you can ask questions, and I'll give my comments. And, And the good thing about that is you will be able to see that even after it airs live because it'll be archived. That'll be on my Gary Zimak speaker and author Facebook page. If you have not liked that page on Facebook, you might want to do that so you'll be ready. But the main thing is to keep your eyes peeled on that daily email reflection because if there is any are any announcements or any links that you need, I'm going to I'm going to give them to you there. But but that's pretty much it. So we we begin on June 14th. I wanted to do this program during the summer months, because that's when parishes slow down. And and I really wanted to lead some sort of a group study on Give Up Worry for Good. So it all kicks off on Monday, June the 14th. That's a week from yesterday. For more information, visit my website, followingthetruth.com, or you can shoot me an email at gary at followingthetruth.com. You know, why don't you share this with your friends? This might be just what they need. Who wouldn't want a stress-free summer, right? Um, Anyway, let's talk. I mentioned we had a couple of things to talk about on the program today. The first reflection I want to touch on is from the gospel from today's Daily Mass. It's from the Sermon on the Mount, and here's what Jesus has to say. This is Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Now, yesterday on the program, we talked about how we can comfort others with the comfort that we have received from God. So in, in my case, I'm somebody who's, who struggle with anxiety. The Lord has really helped me, and I, I've made it my full-time career 
to share what he's done for me with others. And that's a way that I'm sharing what he's given me with others. And for any of us, once we encounter Jesus Christ, the expectation according to the church, is that we would share him with others. Because we found a great secret. Most of the people in the world, they don't know the extent of what Jesus can do for them and how he wants to be involved in our lives, how he can bring us the peace that we seek. So we got to somehow find a way to share that with others. And this this gospel passage today touches on that, and I thought it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about it. All right, it's Matthew 5, chapter 13 through 16. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Now, this is, again, I think this is a continuation of what we we discussed on the, the program yesterday. Jesus is reminding us that we're called to spread the good news, to be lights, as he was the light of the world. Jesus living in us wants to work through us to reach other people. Not everybody listens to a program like this. Not everybody goes to church. Many people don't know Jesus Christ. They don't know how to have a personal relationship with him. They don't know that it's possible. They don't know anything. And that's not their fault that you don't hear a lot of this in the world. So what Jesus is telling us in this gospel passage today is that he's calling on us. To go out there and be a light shining in the darkness. Because every day, you and me, we have contact with people. It might be on social media. It might be in the office. It might be at school. It might be at church. It might be in the grocery store. It might be in the neighborhood. It could be anywhere. We have a certain number of people that we will come in contact with today. The gas station. You know, you never know who you're going to run into. You might be talking to somebody on the phone. You might be dealing with somebody in in customer service. We have the ability to reach people. And, and Jesus wants us. He, he, you know, he didn't have to use us to do this, but he chooses to use us to share him with others. And as we talked about on yesterday's program, it often starts just by a smile. It starts with a kind word. It may start with an invitation to church. It may start with the, uh, the, uh, the proclamation that I am praying for you. We had in our neighborhood today, the woman who lives across the street died suddenly last night. So we were, um, Eileen, my wife, left a note. They weren't, uh, the husband wasn't home. Eileen left a note in their mailbox saying that whatever you need. We, would, we were praying and we would like to help in any way possible. There are all of these opportunities for us to be Jesus to others. And just, just look around. These, it's very easy to miss these opportunities. 
but they're there. Anytime you come in contact with a person, you have a chance to be a light shining in the darkness. You could say something positive instead of negative. Got a lot of negativity in the world. When somebody's positive, have you ever been around somebody that they're just positive and they always seem to look on the bright side? That doesn't mean you're being a phony. That just means they recognize God's ability to bring good out of evil. And he can always bring good out of any situation. So if you are being positive, again, you don't have to you don't have to be a phony. You don't have to bury your head in the sand. You don't have to ignore problems, but you can always you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you to come up with, with a positive spin, even on negative events. But I, I think it's it's really important for us to remember that Jesus is counting on us to be a light shining in the darkness. So whenever we do a good deed or say a good word or encourage somebody, that gives glory to the Father. Especially if at some point somebody asks a question, why are you so positive? How come you're not losing your mind? Why are you so kind? And then you can mention God. You know, but if if you don't do those good deeds, you often lose the opportunity or you really lose the credibility. If you're not nice to people and you're speaking about God, I don't think people are going to want to listen. So I think it's just something for all of us to consider. You may want to share this Give Up Worry for Good online program that we're going to be starting with somebody in in my, uh, we're going to be starting next week with somebody. I mentioned in my daily email reflection today, I'm asking everybody who, who gets the email to share it with one other person. Just just forward it and say, hey, would you be interested in this? They don't even have to go anywhere. So these are all ways that we can be a light shining in the darkness. Now, that, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. And believe me, there were some things that I said yesterday that that were not very light uh, producing. So, so I fall in, I, I slip up on this all the time, but I want you to know that I'm trying. I'm trying to get to confession more. I'm praying for the grace to avoid the temptation of sin because it's very real for me. I'm a passionate person. I get caught up sometimes in situations and I get angry and I say things that I regret. And sadly, I usually direct those things, those unkind words to the people I love the most and that's that's something I'm really with God's help trying to work on so so let's let's consider that today how can we be a light shining in the darkness even if you're just positive on social media have you been on Facebook lately or Twitter I mean boy if ever there was a time for something positive this is it you're going to stand out like a sore thumb in a good way if you have good things to say on social media right now. And and that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to be that light shining in the darkness. Okay, let's talk about this this other the other the other thing I wanted to mention today. It's from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter ten, verses thirteen. Verse thirteen. Here's what Paul said God is faith faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And in, in, in my daily email reflection today, I talked about the fact that 
when Paul is writing this to the church at Corinth, he's not only talking about sin. Certainly the temptation to commit a sin is, is very real, but also we have to consider the temptation to worry instead of turning to God for help. That, for me, for an anxious person like me, that, that's a very real temptation, something I struggle with every day. And, and for many of us who are, I'm going to call us professional worriers, I think that's a good term, people who are really good at worrying, we've been doing it for a long time, for us it is very easy to respond to fear with worry. Sometimes it's almost a, uh, a seamless or a subconscious reaction because we're, we've been doing it for so long. But what Paul is reminding us of today is the fact that it doesn't have to be that way. With God's help, and this is one of the reasons why I'm running this Give Up Worry for Good program, which begins next Monday, one of the, it's because with God's help, it is possible to respond to fear or uncertainty with faith instead of worry. So that instead of immediately plummeting into worry, discouragement, maybe even despair, we can respond to that fear with faith by turning to God and saying, okay, I've got this problem. I'm in the storm now, but God, please help me. And and it goes back to one of my favorite prayers, which can be found on the Divine Mercy image, which was presented to St. Faustina Kowalska. And that image, that Divine Mercy image where Jesus gave to her the image and the words, Jesus, I trust in you. What a great prayer that is. And you've heard me say this before, but you might be a new listener. I want to say it again. Trusting in Jesus is a conscious choice. It's not a feeling. So you can be scared to death and say, Jesus, I trust in you and really mean it. Because we do it all the time. When I fly to give speaking engagements, I trust the pilot. If somebody's giving me a ride to the church, I trust that person, that they know what they're doing, that they have a driver's license. When I go to a restaurant, I trust that I'm not being poisoned. When I go to a pharmacist to get a prescription, I trust that they are giving me the right prescription. We trust people all of the time. When I drop a letter in the mailbox, I trust that the postal service is going to process that letter and it's going to reach its destination. Does that mean I'm always, do I always feel that trust? Not always. Sometimes I'm a little nervous. Oh, I hope this, this is an important, especially if it's an important letter. I hope it doesn't get lost in the mail, but that doesn't mean that I can't express my trust. How do I express my trust? By putting the letter in the mailbox. So the same thing goes with Jesus. When you're facing an uncertain situation, when you're scared, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I'm scared, but I am choosing to trust in you. Now, the good news is, the more you do that, the more you will start to feel that trust and confidence in him. But it takes time. But initially, instead of worrying about your problems, tell Jesus you trust him. And then ask him to help you. It's very simple, but it almost seems counterintuitive. Because we live in a world which is very much driven by fear. 
And, and, and we live in a world, unfortunately, where God has really lost his place of prominence. And the idea of turning to God, I mean, really turning to God with real problems, financial, emotional, physical, the idea of turning to God and trusting in him with real world problems is foreign to so many people. So this is another way that we are able to be a light shining in the darkness, that we can give glory to our Father in heaven by letting other people know, hey, I believe. I believe in the power of prayer. And you can make it personal if you ever have an opportunity to witness. And if somebody asks you, what, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I hope everything works out for you. Well, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying I trust in God that he will get me through this. And, and that's not preachy at all. Because how many times have you heard somebody say to you, good luck, hope it works out. That gives you the opportunity to say, oh, yeah, I, I trust. I'm, I'm trusting God will get me through this. You're not telling them what to do. You're just giving your story. When you do that, you're, you're sharing God with others. And you're maybe planting the seed in their mind that it's possible to turn to God for help with your problems. Saying little things like that have a, have a big impact on people, maybe not immediately, but at the right time. This Sunday's gospel is all about planting seeds, and that's how the kingdom of heaven grows. You can't force somebody to surrender their lives to Jesus. You can't force people to surrender their lives to Christ. But what you can do is plant a seed so when they're ready, they might remember what you said and turn to Jesus. It happens all the time. It happened to me, and I know, and I, I, I know who they are. There were people, many people, who I ignored the message at the time, but who have had a profound influence on me when it comes to my faith in Jesus Christ. So let's let's try to get out there and first of all, remember that just because you're a worrier does not mean you're going to be stuck being a worrier for the rest of your life. Look at me. I still have the tendency to be anxious, but the Lord has really given me so much peace, but he gives it to me one day at a time. He controls my anxiety. And the fact that he has not taken away that tendency I have to be anxious Oftentimes just means I grow closer to him through it. But just because you're worrying about things now does not mean that the Lord Jesus can heal you and turn things around and give you a way to experience peace. I want you to have that hope. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this Give Up Worry for Good program, which begins Monday. And I'll tell you, as we close the program today, check it out. Followingthetruth.com. Click on the image at the top of the website. And you'll find out about how you, too, can participate with those of us who are going to be giving up worry for good beginning on Monday, June the 14th. If you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. I'm going to run now. And God willing, I hope to be back with you here tomorrow on Following the Truth. Have a fantastic night. And remember, God's got this. You don't have to worry. See you next time. God bless.